Hello, everyone. A very warm welcome to another exciting episode of Psychology Talks. And today we're going to discuss how you can master the art of learning. And as you know, that learning is a lifelong process. And the more you learn, the more you get to know that you don't know much about it. So each and every time you learn something, you need to evolve. You need to continuously change your learning practices, change your learning strategies to learn more, to be, to grow faster, to grow quicker. So this is kind of an art and a science, which sometimes people don't know. And they, they, they think that they are learning, but they somehow get stuck in the learning where they cannot learn anymore. So there are many ways to learn more efficiently, more effectively. Sometimes you have to unlearn to relearn. Sometimes you have to think from a very different perspective that how you can learn something more. So there, this is, as I mentioned, it is an art and it is a science to learn so you can grow more effectively and more efficiently. And that's why I have invited our guest today, Dr. Gina Anderson. She is the award-winning founder and CEO of <clears throat> Luma Brighter Learning, an instructional design and a learning company. She routinely publishes new measurable science-based techniques, specifically focused on adult learning to help companies improve their safety score and uphold compliance. She's also the author of Teaching Without a Teaching Degree, Luma Learning Lesson. She has received numerous business awards and she is the guru of teaching how you can make learning more effectively. So let's welcome Dr. Gina Anderson. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it is such my pleasure. I am so glad to be here with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, it is an honor. I, I've been actually looking forward to speak to you on this topic. This is a very like topic that is close to my heart. Yes, yes. It's such an important topic for us to discuss today. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I gave a little bit of introduction about um, you, uh, mm -hmm. but tell us about yourself to our audience, that how you came into this field, why this topic is so uh, close to your heart. Yes, so, well, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that. So I'm very passionate about studying how we all learn because when I started my career, I was a special education teacher. And what I realized very early on in my career is that everybody is taught in the same way. And many times we are taught in a way that we were taught and that research shows that. And what we realize when we study the brain and really how we our minds are made up is that each individual learns in a different way. And in yeah. fact, but we deliver instruction to everybody in the same way, the same time, in the same format. And even across cultures, I was saying if you and I were in the yeah. same room, a teacher might teach us the same way. But why I'm passionate about this is because I actually train truck drivers now. In truck drivers and semi-trucks, the difference between learning and not learning is coming home alive or not alive to your families. 
And so it's critical that we meet their needs where they're at. And so that's really why I'm passionate about it. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. And as you're, you're absolutely right that, you know, people don't learn the same way because everyone mm -hmm. is unique. They have different interests. They have different backgrounds. And uh, unfortunately, people actually train them the same way. And right. uh, it, it, it's not as effective. I mean, you know, if and it can give so much better result if they actually customize the learning as per their aptitude, as per their interests, as per their like cultural background. So mm -hmm. that's really interesting. So tell us a little bit more about like, you know, how you make or how you customize learning to, you know, uh, bring more or better results. Yeah, exactly. So when I think about learning and I think about how to customize learning, we want to think about it in different ways. Um, you can think about learning whether a lot of times when people think about teaching someone, they think about learner to content. But in fact, there's actually different ways, learner to teacher, learner to self, learner to learner. And then in yeah. fact, this is same time learning. You can do same time learning or you can do asynchronous learning, which is not same time learning. But the real exciting thing is that what we're learning today with new technologies like artificial intelligence and looking at our minds and, and how they work is we've talked a long time. This is like probably going on, you know, I don't know, 30 decades. I don't even know. That's a long time. <laughs> learning. Yeah. It's not a new concept. But how yeah. do we do that? And so today with new technologies coming out, we're able to bring in real world information like crash statistics, or you can bring in information from vehicle statistics. You can take data, bring it into the technology to be able to um, implement learning, individualized learning plans to individuals. And you can do this with children too. Um, you know, when we talk about, I know we're going to talk about people who have had barriers to learning. What we find is that you can't deliver the same way in the same methods with the same content to everyone. Yeah. You know what, how they train truck drivers? Do you have any um, idea? No, no, no. So in trucking with how they've been training a truck driver that's driving a huge semi truck, yeah. they're training okay. them with videos. That's how they're training oh. them. And so, oh. you know, if all truck drivers, that's how they're learning, they're yeah. gonna go out into a giant semi and mm -hmm they may kill someone or kill themselves yeah. if they're not getting individualized learning, hands-on learning. Um, absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's really interesting because uh, <laughs> this is uh, like, they need to know that what exactly uh, their way of learning. And then it is much better. I, I remember that once I was um, with, with the company and I did, uh, I did conduct a focus group discussion. Uh -huh. a research for the truck driver and uh -huh. <laughs> yeah it was but then the, the, the research was about the tea because the, because uh, in like in the country they uh -huh. they usually have the long uh, basically routes to run and drive for you know mm -hmm. even the late during the late night so oh, they right. <laughs> excuse me so they drink a lot of tea or oh. a coffee to stay awake and i wow. remember and this uh, research to find out about exactly right, right. Do it because oh, no. the, uh, they needed they they wanted to uh, they, they needed to keep the uh, the attention 
very oh, like and yes. the main problem with them i remember when i was conducting that research it was mm -hmm. that <clears throat> the uh, when they're going on a highway nothing changes especially in the night because yeah. the road is also lonely nothing right so it's the kind of the when they actually driving they tend to uh -huh. lose the focus right and especially when they are driving for so long they get tired and mm -hmm. they can't do it so i mean mm -hmm. that was one thing that i right. recall from my research that's so true i love that research that you're finding yeah. <laughs> because you know distracted driving is this is something um that's so important and you know you can look at it is do they know the skill are you training and you understand the brain of how to train them so that they remember the skill or are you trying to change the behavior those are two different yeah. ways of training or trying to teach. But if you're looking at changing behavior, like if you're using your cell phone, I hope to goodness you don't drive and text or text and drive. Yeah, but you absolutely. look around, you know, here I run and people are texting and driving. They know cognitively, they know yeah. not to text and drive, but they're doing it. So now we got to use methods of changing behavior. And really what yeah. we have to understand is how our brains work, our capacity for learning. Um, mm -hmm. And we do have cognitive limits when we study the brain. Even if you, if I'm jumping up and down and dancing and I want mm. you to learn, it doesn't necessarily mean number one, that you're ready yeah. to learn or that I have your attention to learn or that yeah. you have the capacity to learn. So all of those things are things that I'm super passionate about teaching other people about so that mm -hmm. they can retain that content. Because that driver that you mentioned that's trying to take drink uh, coffee or tea to stay awake, his mind is going to wander probably even less than eight seconds. Yeah, um, It only takes a split second to get in a car accident and kill somebody. And that's true. That's true. Okay. So now like if I, we talk about like, you know, learning and how we can uh, master the art of learning. Mm -hmm. So what exactly are the barriers which stop someone from learning? Yeah. So when I think about this, so I think about the dimensions of learning and the dimensions of, and you can kind of tie them into the dimensions of wellness. First of all, if you think about the physical aspect of learning or the physical aspect of, of yourself, you could have physical barriers that are kind of prevent you from engaging in learning. That's kind of the first barrier that somebody may have to overcome. Um, the second one is maybe an intellectual barrier. You know, we're born with our, our human brain and you can be born with limits to capacities to learn. There could be intellectual barriers that you have to overcome to be able to learn. Um, you could have emotional barriers. Think yeah. of people that have, you know, have trauma. There was a recent study done in July um, and UCL researchers really pointed out that if you have early trauma and a lot of your guests, they talk about trauma and how to overcome that. But from learning, you could have trauma that impacts the way your neurons connect, which could then influence how you're, how you're trained, whether you're female or male, there could be differences. Um, you could have social barriers, maybe, and I can talk yeah. about some people who've overcome barriers, but maybe you, there's somebody that's been in your past that said you can't do this. And so yeah. maybe there's some social barriers or maybe maybe you like learning with people, but you don't you live in an isolated environment. So you could have social barriers. There yeah. could be barriers, um, financial barriers. You know, people with limited resources have limited access to education, um, limited access to resources. So definitely financial barriers. There's also barriers related to kind of your environmental or so your cultural barriers um, yeah. and, and really what those pre 
present to you. And then another barrier I'd like to think about is vocational barriers. Sometimes yeah. you're kind of stuck in a position and there's nowhere more to grow. And so there could be vocational barriers. Yeah. There's, so there's lots of barriers that <laughs> come yeah. in to impact learning. Absolutely. I mean, this is the very true that there's so many barriers which can actually restrict our growth, restrict our learning. So how can one actually identify that these barriers are restricting their growth and how they can actually overcome? So these kind of like two questions, how to identify and how to overcome these barriers. Yeah, I think if you have found yourself stuck, like in your struggling, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's struggling, like if you're having trouble reading, um, like that would be an intellectual barrier, but maybe okay. you're, you don't have, you don't feel a fire inside of you to learn, or maybe mm -hmm. you don't have, um, an attention to learn. You can really think in and look inside when you're struggling and you're not happy. Learning is directly tied to happiness. I don't know. Yeah. We all know this. And so if for some reason you're not feeling happy, if you've lost passion, that could be the first sign that you're maybe, maybe there's a barrier that you're, you're facing. And so what I like to think about is if you're feeling, you're feeling lost, you feel like you've lost hope. Maybe there's, yeah. you're feeling depressed. There are strategies to help you get back on track, um, to help you with your learning. And so each of those barriers that I talked about, there are specific strategies. We could do three hour podcasts talking about getting <laughs> over those. Yeah. But, but the one thing that I would say is the first step, I, I'm going to give you five, five ways of really stepping in back in. And I call this having a mind of a champion. I'm very passionate okay. about oh, the power yeah. of your mind. So the yeah. first thing is you have to have courage. It's scary to know you have a barrier. You yeah. Know, it's scary. Absolutely. It's exactly. scary to know that. So you have to find courage and that comes from deep inside of you. You yeah. have to make the step forward in your mind. Your mind controls that to find the courage. The second thing is practice. If you think of um, who's your favorite sports hero, do you have a favorite sports hero? Um, my favorite sports hero. I mean, I used to uh, uh, do a lot of like, you know, this, um, the Ronaldo is one I know. Oh. Like, I'm a good fan. I'm a, a fan of soccer. Soccer. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> one. So think of that soccer. Yeah. So I think, I think soccer, if you're, you need a lot of practice to be good at it. So if you have yeah. courage, you need practice. You're going to have to hit a billion soccer balls. When I, when I grew up, I didn't have a lot of resources. I had a wood, a wooden tennis racket and I hit a lot of tennis balls. You're going to have to hit for it to be automatic recall when you're under stress, when you're stressed in, in, or under um, a really critical event that you have to recall the content, you have to have it down as like brushing your teeth. It has to be automatic. Yeah. So practice. So find courage, you practice. And then you really have to focus and believe. So you have to visualize in your mind yeah. the ability to do that. Um, I, I mean, this is something that you have to practice. It doesn't just come. You have to be able to take your mind and focus it forward and believe. Tell yourself, if you're telling yourself you can't, that's 10 times more powerful than telling yourself you can. Say, yeah. I will and I can out loud. That's definitely important. And then the fourth step is building resilience and grace when you don't succeed. Because I'll tell you, if you're practicing yeah. and practicing, and you're bound to have a setback. It's just yeah. part of the process, right? 
You're going to yeah. have a setback. So you've got to give yourself grace. You have to have grace. And then the last thing I'd say is to overcome a barrier is to celebrate your small wins because yeah. you're not going to, it's not, you're not going to feel happy at the end, at the very end, you're going to feel happy, but then that happiness goes away. So you have to celebrate yeah. every time you're practicing all those small wins that yeah. helps you overcome a barrier to learn. Oh my God, this is so, like you explained so beautifully and especially, especially when you say that like, you know, the, the, the mind is the only or the ultimate powerful thing mm. we have. Mm. I can, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more on that because mm. this is, I mean, in the entire universe, the only thing that is the, uh, uh, that has the ultimate power is our mind and nothing else is more powerful than this. So yes, I agree I, with you with that. And, and you said that like, you know, you need to have a courage. That's, I mean, that is the, uh, the main barrier. People feel that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that they don't accept that they have any barrier. Mm -hmm. And that's, that, that, is, that comes when they actually get so comfortable in their own zone. And the mm -hmm. thing that whatever is happening is perfectly fine. And they, their own fear to go out and learn actually stops them from moving on or to grow further. So, I mean, I absolutely love uh, love the way you define it. And the five points is actually, I think that this is the philosophy of life. That you <laughs> it is. To. I think I, so. Seriously. I wrote this. I'm very passionate about building the mind of a champion. I feel yeah. that we all have chemical neurons that make up our minds yeah. that do hold us back. And so don't be hard on yourself. Tell your brain, stop it. Knock it off. Like, yeah. I want to move forward. <laughs> You have to tell your brain that you need to say it out loud. You need to tell, you think about having your bad brain and your good brain on your shoulder. Yeah. Tell the bad brain you're not listening to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially the one that when you said that visualize, especially, I know that, uh, especially um, uh, that when we actually visualize or when we imagine, like our mind cannot differentiate between what is reality and what is imagination. And when we visualize, when we practice, our mind activates mirror neurons, which actually creates the same kind of sensation in the body that we go through when we're doing any physical activity. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, I've seen the documentaries and I've also mm -hmm. seen, re read some books that, you know, especially mm -hmm. uh, people who are like doing gymnastic or some mm -hmm. kind of sports, they do actually visualize before actually performing that act exactly. because that actually trains their body before actually going through the the event or the, through the activity itself so mm -hmm. that's that's the amazing um, uh, power we have when we visualize it does not only affect us uh, spiritually mentally but it actually prepares us physically as well to encounter any event that we can imagine so yeah well i'm very passionate about it too it's definitely yeah. true if you're training for anything if you're trying to learn anything if you're trying to master a test like your son he has to go in and he has to do a test you have yeah. to know and visualize all the answers and know exactly and feel so comfortable that it's a routine we don't think about brushing our teeth 
We don't think about that. That's how learning should be. And the way we do that is exactly our brain chemicals are made up in a way that we have to activate the neurons and keep those connections strong so that we will remember. Um, And that's, that's critical, critical for learning. Yeah. Yeah. So like my next question is basically that people develop the learning and they learn and then as you said like when we brush our teeth we don't like we do it so automatically that you know we don't need to think about it right but sometimes that kind of learning also stops us like you know because that sometimes we need to unlearn our like (laughs) belief that are stored maybe wrongly or that becomes outdated so how what are the strategies you suggest that how we can unlearn those behaviors or unlearn those learning So I'm going to use an example of a pre-trip inspection for a truck driver. And you can apply this like for anything that you're trying to learn. So when you think about a a driver and you're getting in your car, we even think about everyone probably drives. You get in the car, you put the key in, and then you start to drive and your mind starts to wander. And so the idea is, is that you have to continually activate your brain and be in tune with your brain. So it's almost like having a conversation with your brain as you're going through different routine routine, routine items like um, doing a pre-trip inspection. So when you have a routine, the first strategy I would say is have a continual conversation with your mind. So you always have to be in tune with your mind um, so yeah. that you know exactly what you're doing. If you're not in tune in your mind and your mind is thinking about dinner and you're driving, or you're thinking about the fight you had with someone that you love and you're driving, that keeps you from progressing forward with that task. And, and like you said, you could develop bad habits from that. Secondly, and, and if you're in tune with your mind, it's finding those resources that are gonna help you move forward. You offer, I'm just gonna use this as an example, your podcast that you offer, there's tons of free, open, the world is open. You're in Saudi Arabia, I'm in the United States Mm -hmm. across the, like we're so far away. We can learn from people, we can learn from internet resources. There are billions of apps on the phone. You can, the learning is at our fingertips. So if you need to relearn something, don't become complacent. That's called complacency. When you stop Mm -hmm. learning, you become complacent And that's when these things happen, whether it's a critical accident or maybe you lose touch with loved ones, but you have to continue to seek out these resources that align with your passion. And I, and I always say this, you have to find what your, what sets your soul on fire. If it sets your (laughs) learning sets our souls on fire. Right. And so we're going to constant, constantly looking at other perspectives to help our growth. Yeah, that, that's very true. I mean, especially when we need to see that are we doing things that on continuously on like automatic basis mm-hmm. or we are doing something new. So that's mm-hmm. one thing that tells us that, you know, when we need to do something more to it to learn or to unlearn and then mm-hmm. relearn. So that's wonderfully you explained. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I always wonder that you know when sometimes we sometimes we try something and sometimes when we especially when you say that learning when we are learning things which 
sets our soul on fire that's yeah. really easy yeah then we actually get we can spend hours and hours but right that we yes. actually don't okay. like yes <laughs> so how to oh. actually do that that's, yes. that's the main dilemma <laughs> yes all right so this is what i say because this happens all the time in my business we have yeah. there's, there's stuff that you have to know for critical yeah. events and there's stuff that you'd love to know and yeah. so what I say is when you're training someone something that they don't want to learn, it's yeah. hooking it's hooking in that into their motivations for learning in the first place. So if they have to learn it, for example, in, in trucking, they have to know how to do like, let's say, I don't know, like I was using pre-trip inspection, but what if they don't want to learn how to do that? Well, yeah. what if they're motivated, maybe the motivation, you have to look at the motivation. Is the motivation for them to do it in the first place because they need a job? Is it a financial motivation? Or maybe they want to do better. They want to do better because they want to do better for their family. And so maybe it's a kind of a personal motivation. And so when if you don't want to learn it and you have to learn it, you have to find, you have to hook into your own motivation yeah. and what that is so that you would even want to look at it in the first place. And so what we recommend is assigning content or assigning learning that is attached with something that learners want to learn. So the key is you have to assess your learners in the first place <laughs> to know what they want to learn. And that's yeah. not even being done half the time. We don't know what people want to learn. Yeah, so we absolutely. did a research study. This was really interesting in 2020, um, actually 2023, I did a wellness and I asked the drivers, what do you want to learn? And guess what they said? What do you think? <laughs> what do you think um, they said? They let me think that if they want to learn, like they, they want to learn anything about anything or they want to learn about trucking. Yeah. So anything we asked them, oh, what anything. do you want to learn? Mm -hmm. um they might be learning maybe sports or something <laughs> yeah so what they said it was amazing they want to learn about kindness they want to learn about oh, not being wow. depressed they want to learn about how to be away from their family and how to deal with that they yeah. want to learn but that content or those topics aren't being assigned instead yes. What's being told to them, you yes. have to learn how to be safe in your truck. Well, you know what? They don't, they already know. They've been yes. doing that for 30 years. So why don't you give them a topic with that or coaching about how to not be depressed? If you say, look, yeah. I care about you. I want you not to be depressed. I want to work with you on that. And in, in, in conjunction with that, we also want you to be safe. So coupling oh. what people don't want to learn, but you have to know what how many times anyone listening, if you asked, has anyone ever asked you, what would you like to learn? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that's, this is a, such an important question, actually. You know what? That's what <clears throat> I usually, and I, as I was discussing before this uh, yes. podcast, that, you know, there, there's a lot of discussion between me and my son and that's exactly yeah. my son was usually telling me that, you know, nowadays, like the education system force yes. them to yes. learn something and they don't no, they never. never ask them what actually they really want to learn right and that is, that is the main dilemma that right. you know that people get you know i would say depressed or yeah. stressed because you know they've been forced to learn something which they actually don't like and right. as you said that they need to find some hook or motivation right. and that is how if we find out exactly what or what motivation they want mm -hmm. then it will bring 
um, some excitement to them, right. which can help them learn, even if they don't want to learn. And right. I will just give you one example, for example, that I always wanted to, uh -huh. I mean, I like, I, I like to learn about mind and sciences and, yeah. you know, and then the thing is that I wanted, but at the same time, I also wanted to know about the universe and, you know, my main, I, I wanted to be, uh, to do something like in the physics or something like oh, astrophysics good. or something, yes, yes. But, the, but the main problem with me was that I hated math. Yes. <laughs> and I couldn't oh, actually yeah. do that. Yeah, it's <laughs> and like then, Paul Gunn, Paul Gunn, yeah, same thing, I, yeah. I don't like, and I couldn't, uh, so I decided not to actually... <laughs> pursue my profession in physics so uh -huh. I instead because I wanted to understand the mind also so I yeah. went into psychology but I love to read books about yes. quantum physics and astrophysics and whatnot yes. so, well, yeah. that's such yeah. an you know and the thing is the way schools are set up in even adult education in, yeah. in everything is like if you put learners in pods in in not only the content but the way the content is delivered, maybe yeah. maybe your son wants to learn on his on the couch from his phone. Yeah. Maybe he Absolutely. doesn't want to go sit in a chair in a classroom in all, all rows and learn that way. That's not how yeah. he learns best. Like let him learn on Absolutely. the couch. You Absolutely. know? So yeah, yeah that's, finding that's out true. how they want to learn, not only how they learn, but in what environments do they absolutely learn and how mm -hmm. actually what are the means because that's what my son says that he learns the best through mm -hmm. let's say youtube and through right. learning like from the mm -hmm. google and like he says that you know it's it's quite boring to uh -huh. learn <laughs> what can be learned in five minutes like you know he says like right. in the classroom the teacher talks about it for half right. hour right. thing, which they can exactly. actually learn in five minutes through the oh YouTube. My gosh. you give me ghost because <laughs> that's my passion yeah. it's like we deliver the content the same way yeah, and it's like absolutely. it's just not how we learn it's just yeah, not that's true that's true i know like we can go on I and know. on i know <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately the time is like no it's uh it's We're out now. It's like so we are like <laughs> it will be past 30 minutes so <clears throat> before i actually close the show what one advice would you give to our audience today so they can enhance their learning yes so i would say this i'll leave you with this thought so harness your mind find mm -hmm. the item that sets your soul on fire no. And tell your mind that you can do it. You will do it and you can do it and say it out loud and celebrate the small wins because when you're winning every day through the small wins, then you're always winning. So I appreciate you having me on today. You are a really amazing soul and I'm so glad that we learned from each other. Yeah, thank you so much. It was su it's such a beautiful thought. I mean, especially the your your philosophy of learning in life is so much you know intertwined that you know when you learn this learning uh you actually learn how to live a life so this is amazing it's uh, and i really i'm glad that we i had the chance to interview on my podcast because i'm sure my our audience have also learned a lot from you so okay what is the best medium they can reach out to you uh, yes. Uh, you're yeah. uh, active on LinkedIn. And yeah. 
Yeah, go to my LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn. I have a website, learningwithgina.com. You'll find my I Love Learning podcast. So if anyone wants to be on my I Love Learning podcast, that's great Mm -hmm. too. So those are the ways you find me. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I already actually uh, uh, posted your uh, website and your LinkedIn profile on on the comments. So yeah, so people can reach out to you. So thank you so much for joining us today. It was super amazing today, and I learned a lot from you. So thank you so much for sharing beautiful insights. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And thanks to all the audience who joined from across the globe, shared the comments, and made this session more lively. So thank you, and have a great day.